All right, good morning, Emmaus. As you come in, we hope you can uh, find, your, uh, find your seat as you come in. Welcome to, welcome to what we're calling our Coming King. It is our adult Christmas music presentation, and I heard it last night, and you're going to love it this morning as we get started. So what we're going to do as we get started this morning is I'm going to pray for us, and after I pray for us, we're going to have a family come up and do our Advent reading. And then following the Advent reading, we're just going to go immediately into the Christmas music program this morning. And then we'll come up a little bit later and tell you some ways that you can respond and some things that are going on here at the church. So I know we're just getting started and this is a little bit of a different beginning. But if you could pray with me right now, we're going to pray as we get started and then we're going to go from there. So... Father, thank you for what it means that we've been able to gather here this morning. God, thank you for the people coming into the building right now. God, thank you for the gift of Christmas music and what it means that we are able to celebrate Jesus as King. God, remind us that we've not come here to watch a show. We've not come here just to listen. God, we've come here to worship, and we pray that we would respond to what we hear, to the scripture, to the music, to sharing what it means for Jesus to be keen over our lives. God, help us not take this lightly. God, may we respond with our whole hearts, with our whole lives. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hudson's, would you guys come up and do our third week Advent reading, and then we'll begin from there. Okay, it's on. Um, good morning, everyone. Um, this is the third um, Sunday in Advent, exceeding great joy. Today is the third Sunday in Advent. The first Sunday in Advent was the day of hope. Christ is our only hope for eternal life. The second Sunday was the day of peace. Through Christ, we have peace that passes all understanding. Through him, we have been reconciled to God. Through him, we have the power for daily living. Through him, we have hope for a future kingdom of peace. The pink candle we light today represents the exceeding joy of Jesus Christ. Joy is the byproduct of receiving the gift of Jesus' salvation and love. Jesus told us that he came to give abundant life and that we could experience the fullness of joy by following his commandments. We are called to display hope, peace, and joy in a world that needs these qualities so much. So with joy and urgency, we must proclaim the forgiveness and salvation available through Christ Jesus. Luke 2, 8 through 11 says, There were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, an angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around, shone round about them. And they were very much afraid. And the angel said to them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. May we rejoice in the Lord always.
Well, good morning. So glad that you come to worship with us this morning. We're going to be singing some familiar carols. We'd like for you to stand with us and sing together. Isaiah 52, 7 through 10. How, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of those of him who brings good news, who publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. The voice of your watchmen, they lift up their voice. Together they sing for joy. For eye to eye they see the return of the Lord to Zion. Break forth together in singing, you waste places of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has bared his holy arm before the eyes of all the nations. And all of the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. Isaiah 53, 1 through 5. Who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him, and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one form from whom men hide their faces, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. Come, 
beautiful Savior, God's own Son. Hallelujah, the Christ is here. So rejoice for our salvation's near. Emmanuel, our humble King, we give you our hearts as an offering. You laid down your crown and became as dust. of his majesty Emmanuel our humble king we give you our hearts as an offering you laid down your crown and became as dust Emmanuel God with triumphant salvation's need oh come and behold our king come and behold him emmanuel our humble king we give you our hearts as an offering you laid down your crown and became as dust Angels gave the sign 
to Abe on bended knee, the savior of humanity. Unto us a child is born, he shall reign forevermore. But you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. Therefore he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has given birth. Then the rest of his brothers shall return to the people of Israel. And he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, and the majesty of the name of the Lord is God. And they shall dwell secure. And they shall dwell secure, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be their peace.
All right, we would like for you to stand with us and sing this next verse together.
Isaiah 2 through 7. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelleth in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. You have multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor you have broken, as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the trampling warrior in battle tumult, and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to hold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this.
about that idea of Jesus as keen for just a couple of minutes before we sing a few more songs. When you think about going to Christmas parties at your workplace over the next few weeks, or maybe you're going to spend time with friends, or especially over the next couple of weeks as you spend time with family around the holidays, two ways guaranteed to make it awkward, bring up religion or bring up politics. Uh, We've all been told, we've all been taught, when you're in situations like that, especially around family or around holidays at your workplace, you don't talk about religion, you don't talk about politics. Well, guess what? Christmas is religious and Christmas is political. Now we're gonna talk on Christmas Eve afternoon about the religious side of Christmas, what it means to be in relationship with God, what it means to live as his people, so Christmas Eve, Four o'clock that afternoon, we have a family-friendly Christmas Eve service. We're going to talk about that. But right now, 
I want us to talk about, for just a second, the political side of Christmas. And you say, what do you mean by that? What's this idea of politics and power? Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 2. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and we have come to worship him. Jesus was born into a political climate, into a political world where the Roman Empire had all the power and all the control. This was the time of the Caesars. This was the time of the peace of Rome, the Pax Romana that was there because of all the Roman military and economic power. But also around the Roman Empire, there were different rulers, different kings in different areas. And so the area where Jesus was born that we would think of as Israel or the Holy Land, Herod the Great is king there. And in this type of situation, this type of political climate, we worry about elections. We worry about voting. For the next year, our lives are going to be inundated with information about elections and votes and politics. But in the ancient world, people didn't worry about elections and votes. They worried about competitors. And they worried about rebellions. And Herod the Great was notorious for always thinking that someone was coming to take his power. And then you have a statement like this from the wise men. Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? This wording in your Bible is so precise. The wording is not, here's the one who has been born to become king of the Jews later in his life. Notice, it's not born to become at a later time king of the Jews. He has been born king of the Jews. A competitor has come. There's another king being proclaimed, and Herod doesn't want anything to do with this, and the emperor doesn't want anything to do with this. And here's the reality. Oftentimes, we don't want anything to do with that either. We all struggle with the idea that somebody else would tell us what to do, that somebody else would be in charge of our lives. And this shouldn't be surprising. Look at Psalm chapter 2. In the background of Christmas, you have something like Psalm chapter 2. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. Did you know that that's true in a sense, for every one of us. It's called sin, it's called rebellion. When we set ourselves against the Lord, when we say, I'm gonna live my own life, my own way, I don't want anything to do with someone else, even a God figure, to be in charge over my life. So a couple of weeks ago, we were sitting at home uh, and heard a knock on the door in the evening, go to the door, and this lady is standing there and she said, I found a puppy running around your neighborhood. Now, she didn't live in our neighborhood. She'd just been driving through, and she saw this puppy, and it was a cold evening. So she brought the puppy to us, and we realized the puppy belonged to a neighbor, called the neighbor, we'll be home in a couple of hours. Could you just watch the puppy for us? Sure, we can do that. Uh, so it'd been a while since we had had a puppy in our house, even for a couple of hours. So, so this puppy comes into our house and immediately Emery, our youngest, just falls in love with this little puppy. So I'm thinking, great, two hours from now, we've got to get this puppy back. It's going to cause more drama. Um, side note, we went to a church one time on their Christmas Eve service, and they gave away a puppy on Christmas Eve at the Christmas Eve service. The pastor walked out with this little puppy, and if you were the unlucky family that had your kid's name drawn, you went home with a puppy from the Christmas Eve service. So... Uh, Man, I've wanted to do that so badly. We're not doing that this year, but maybe, maybe the time would come. So uh, this puppy comes into our house, and, and Emery's holding the puppy. And do you think the puppy likes that? No, the puppy does not like that. And our dog is angry that we brought another dog in the house, and we try to confine the puppy to a corner, and the puppy keeps escaping. We are trying, in this moment, 
to provide a little bit of stability, a little bit of control, a little bit of love for this puppy, and this puppy wants nothing to do with it. Can I show you at the end of Psalm chapter 2, verse 3 here? There's a phrase, let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. This idea of cords, this idea of control. Here's something really neat from your Bible. In the Old Testament, in the book of Hosea, when the term is used about the cords of the Lord coming around his people, you know what they're called? They're called cords of compassion. Don't miss the image here. God is providing his rule and his reign and his control over our lives, and it's a control of compassion. And you know what we do? We fight back against it. We don't want anything to do with it. We think we know what's best for our lives, and here's the Lord in compassion and love coming around to say, no, 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 I am keen, and I want to show you a way of life that goes beyond anything you could ever imagine. And don't miss this next part. That puppy got to leave our house after a couple of hours, but the Lord's rule is eternal. Revelation 19. Here's the imagery of Jesus as king. Then I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, the one sitting on it is called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. On his robe and on his thigh he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We need to feel the urgency of the politics of Christmas, that Jesus has been born King, And the question is, will we worship him or will we resist him and say, you know what, that's great that you have faith and you have religion, but frankly, I'm just going to go ahead and live my life. But there is an eternal urgency about this question. Let me show you one more slide, and I'm going to wrap up my portion, and we're going to get back to a time of music. But, but I want us to make sure we consider this idea, because David and the group behind me has done such a great job of focusing on the word keen for us this morning. But if you go back and you think, oh, that's great, Jesus is keen, I've heard that in church before, but it doesn't really take root in your heart, they haven't come here to do a music production for us. We are here to think about, in my heart, do I understand what it means for Jesus to be born keen? He was keen at his birth, he was keen in his death, and he is worthy to be keen over my life. Not just now, but for eternity. That I will say, yes, I trust you. That the Lord's reign over your life is a reign of love and peace and joy and hope. And if I will just let control of my life go and say, Lord, I trust you, we will experience life that goes beyond anything we could ever imagine, both now and for all of eternity. Because he's not just keen now, he has come as king, and he will reign as king forevermore. That he is king of kings and lord of lords. Would you bow your heads with me for just a moment? We're going to sing a couple more songs together this morning. And during this time, don't just think church knowledge, Christian knowledge in my head, yeah, Jesus is king, I believe that. But if someone looked at my life, who is in charge of your life? Who is in charge of my life? Am I trying to control things? Am I trying to get my life together? Or do I say, Lord, you're loving and kind and merciful and good and compassionate and I trust you. That you are keen for all of eternity and I trust you. God, thank you for the gift of Christmas music. God, thank you for what it means that we've gathered here this morning in this way. And God, I pray for every one of us that we would think about who is in charge of our life. Who do we worship as King of Kings and Lord of Lords? Lord, we believe that Jesus is King. He has come as King, and he will reign as King forevermore. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
like a stone, light is breaking in a stable for a Isaiah 49, verses 5 through 7. And now the Lord says, He who formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him, and that Israel might be gathered to him, for I am honored in the eyes of the Lord, and my God has become my strength. He says, It is too light a thing that you should be my servant, to raise up the tribes of Jacob, and to bring back the preserved of Israel. I will make you as a light for the nations that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. Thus says the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel and his Holy One, to one deeply despised, abhorred by the nation, the servant of rulers. Kings shall see and arise, princes, and they shall prostrate themselves because of the Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel who has chosen you. Psalm 98, verses 1 through 4. O oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. 
Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. All right, and we want to do that right now. We want to invite you to sing with us on this last song this morning. Let's stand and sing together. It says, make a joyful noise. We can do that together. Here we go. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let us receive her peace. Thank you, church. Uh, choir, you guys are incredible, incredible. Thanks to our worship band and uh, somebody that you never see. Thanks to our AV team up there who is always behind the scenes and all the work that they do. And we want to especially thank you, David. Thanks for leading. Thanks for continuing to lead us in worshiping your faithfulness. Thank you.
so thankful for these guys leading us in worship each week. And the beauty of this is we can come back and do this again. And uh, I want to let you know that immediately following the service, we're going to be doing our uh, church Christmas luncheon. And so just to give you a couple of instructions, we're going to dismiss. And since it's chilly outside, you can uh, go down this hallway. We can line up uh, going around the gym, the food. Uh, we have serving lines that are set up in the Fellowship Center. And then uh, we will be eating in the gym. Uh, you uh, can give your tickets. You can pay at the door, all of that good stuff. But we look forward to a time together. And then uh, right after that, uh, church, you've been so faithful in helping to provide our Christmas meal bags that uh, we have uh, right at about 387 bags that have been made, uh, thanks to you. And uh, we're going out this afternoon. We're going to be passing out at least 300 of them uh, in our neighborhood going door to door. We go to apartment complexes. We go to uh, places that uh, are uh, great opportunities for us to be able to engage our community with the gospel, sharing a Christmas meal, inviting them to come to our Christmas Eve services, and it'll be a great day. We'll be out there for about an hour, so I know it's going to be a little bit chilly, but I guarantee uh, as many football games and baseball practices and all of that you set out, what I'm about to ask you to do this afternoon is nothing more than you already do uh, uh, on weekly basis with your kids. So this is nothing extra that I'm asking you. This is an opportunity for us to be able to go out and share the love of Christ. And as Pastor Owen shared this morning, I pray that all of us are uh, receive, uh, receiving and trusting in Christ and His Lordship, and that uh, if uh, maybe you find yourself resisting what God's doing, uh, that uh, we would just simply know this is a safe place for us to be exploring and trusting and asking questions. Uh, so let me pray for us, and we're going to be dismissed. Father, we thank you so much for your love. I thank you for this incredible display of your grace, your majesty, and your Lordship. I thank you for the hours, the countless hours that have been poured into this morning, just us being able to gather together to worship. I thank you for those who have sang, have played instruments, have uh, read scripture. But God, most of all, we are so thankful for what you have done in our lives. I pray that each of us would be evaluating our lives and, and looking for areas that we may be resistant to where you uh, are Lord. And uh, Father, we just give all these things to you. I pray that you would go before us. Uh, this afternoon, uh, that uh, you would bless the food that we're about to eat, God, that you would go before us as we knock on doors and we tell others about you and we invite them uh, to come to services. We love you, and it's in your most holy name we pray. Amen. God bless you, and you're dismissed.